What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. The Chicago Bears made their first set of fairly big moves in regards to the roster heading into next season when they waived Eddie Jackson and Cody Whitehair. We're going to talk about how where that now sits the Bears cap space heading into the offseason and what the Bears could look to do with that cap space. It's also Friday, so you know what that means. We're diving into the mailbag, all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform you happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into this content. And so Steve-O dropped an emergency episode yesterday after the Chicago Bears decided to waive Eddie Jackson and Cody Whitehair, saving up to $21 million in cap space which was a fairly big move. And when you look at it, Cody Whitehair, who's been largely disappointing, moving from center to left tackle, we know that he's moved all up and down, but that was just the contract that he was in was just not worth keeping him on at all. And Eddie Jackson, you know, I had made some talk and caveats and and things to say that Eddie Jackson, when he's on the field and healthy, has still made an impact for the Chicago Bears. I know not everyone agrees with that, but that's kind of the way that I view Eddie Jackson. But considering his contract heading into next year was going to be $18 million, did you really want to spend that on a player that you can't even bet to be healthy to stay on the football field for your team? The Bears made the right decision. So, uh, saving $12.5 million in, in moving and uh, waiving Eddie Jackson uh, to do that in $9.1 million in waiving Cody Whitehair. That has now saved the Chicago Bears $21 million in cap space heading into this offseason. Now, the Bears were coming into the offseason rated about number six, I believe, in uh, in cap space. This move has now moved the Chicago Bears to be in the top five of cap space in, in the league next year. There are some conflicting numbers. Over the cap has the Bears right now at $66.9 million in cap space, but spot rack uh, or spot track has the uh, Chicago Bears sitting at $70 million in cap space. That difference of about $3 million could be accounted for uh, by by several things such as like rollover, injuries, uh, incentives, things like that, dead money, maybe not calculated or, or whatever by one of those outlets. But when it comes down to it, the Bears will have some of the most cap space in the NFL. When you look at it, they're actually ranked third in cap space behind only the Tennessee Titans and the Washington Commanders. This puts the Bears again in yet another season. Last year, they had the most cap space heading into free agency and the number one overall pick. The Bears now have the third most cap space and the number one overall pick yet again. The Bears have a lot of tools at their disposal to increase and improve this team dramatically. And they do have to make a decision on Jalen Johnson. They could franchise tag him, I believe, by March 5th. Um, They could still extend him. But, you know, with, with that said, the franchise tag would actually probably be a bigger hit to their cap space than extending him. But outside of that, the Bears still have to address needs as an edge rusher, center, they need a new a new free safety, and we need depth all up and down the team on top of that. So the addition of cap space is a big deal for the Chicago Bears because we're going to need all of that as we head forward to uh to into this offseason. So we'll end up seeing what the Bears do 
I think that this was the right move in waving both these players. I love Eddie Jackson. I love what he what he brought when healthy. He, he's the last member of that 2018 Chicago Bears team that was on the roster. They're now all gone. So when it comes down to it, the Bears got they 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 got some big decisions to make on what they're going to do with this roster overall, how much they're going to overhaul, where they're going to spend their money. That's an important thing, right? Having money is is big. Where you spend that money, how you spend that money, how you allocate for that money is is a big deal. Now, there have been also some questions on could the Bears end up re-signing Eddie Jackson to still play for this team? Um, yes, there is there is a path. That is something that could happen. They could re-sign him for lesser money, but I would think that if that was going to happen, that they could have restructured the contract. But what this does is it does allow for that cap space to be there immediately, and it allows Eddie Jackson to really take a look at the market, and he may realize that that market that's out there for him isn't the best market. So uh, he could end up coming back maybe on a much lesser deal. The Bears could draft a free safety, uh, develop that safety. Eddie Jackson still be the starter while he's healthier. Even Eddie Jackson be a depth piece. So I've seen a lot of people asking that question. So there's definitely still a path for that to happen for Eddie Jackson if he does come back uh, to the Chicago Bears, which we've seen it happen before in the NFL. I don't know how frequently that happens where you're waived by a team and end up re-signing back with that same team that same offseason. But it is a path that could happen. And I, for one, wouldn't mind it. The, The biggest thing with Eddie Jackson wasn't that he wasn't good a good vet for the team. It wasn't that, again, that he didn't find ways to help the team when he was healthy. It was that just by the nature of his injuries and what he's been, how often he's been able to be on the field, and again, some of the shortcomings and everything. I don't want to paint it like everything's perfect when he's on the field because it's not. He still has some shortcomings even when he's on the field. We talk about his missed tackle rate almost doubling over the last three years for Eddie Jackson in that case, and that's just one statistic, right? But you still, um, you know, Eddie Jackson still could be a veteran piece. He still could be some leadership. So if he gets a chance to go out there on the market, review some things and finds that he's not going to find a really good offer for that. And he may review it and come back and say, listen, I want to stay home. I want to stay with the team that I've that I've been with. And uh, yeah, if I'm going to take less money anywhere else, I might as well take it to stay in Chicago and not have to uproot and move things around. I already kind of know my place on this team, in this locker room, the people that I'm used to. So that that is a path that that could happen. And the Bear gives the Bears also a chance to kind of make their decisions on what they're going to do if they feel like they're going to draft a safety or maybe sign a safety in in free agency. And it also gives them time to kind of allocate their money to the positions that they need and then come back maybe to the table with Eddie and say, hey, listen, bro, go and come back home. We still got a spot for you. So, you know, that could be the case for Eddie Jackson. And if that story does end and Eddie Jackson returning to the Chicago Bears, cool. The big, Like I said, the biggest thing was is he was not worth the contract that he was on. He just wasn't. Same for Cody White here. Not worth the contract that he was on. Now, I don't think Cody Whitehair is going to come back, but I do think that there is maybe that little bit of a door open for Eddie Jackson to make his return to the Chicago Bears if, again, those things happen. The market isn't there for him. The contract isn't there for him. And then ultimately he decides, hey, let's go ahead and come back to Chicago City that he reportedly does love and has an affinity for because he's been here so long. Let's go ahead and come back home. I can, I can now move into the next phase of my career of being the veteran leader, maybe even a depth piece going into maybe as early as next season, maybe the season after. So there's still that sign for uh, reconciliation with the Chicago Bears if it makes sense for both sides. And, you know, you have to explore the market to decide before that decision can be made on if it's the right decision for the Bears. But like I said, the Bears now go into with the third most cap space in the NFL, and they got a ton of positions that we need to address. Like I said, edge rusher, 
center, safety, depth across the board that we need to uh, really address as well. Wide receiver could be another one that we address either in free agency or the draft or a combination of both. Uh, we got as, as well as the big decision to be made on Jalen Johnson. These uh, the contracts that are waived could really make way to to what your your offer is for Jalen Johnson in a way. So uh, it, it made sense for for the Bears to do this, and this was kind of the the most predictable move of the Chicago Bears offseason. So that's my opinion. You guys can let me know as always what you think down below. But it is Friday. That means it's mailbag day. We're gonna go ahead and jump into these voicemails for today. This first one is from Marifa Asa. Bobby, see dub. Hey, it's your man Marifa Asa. Black yet again. What's happening, fellas, man? I miss you, boys, man. I miss you guys, man. Listen, man, I'm black, and I'm getting it in, man. We saw the Super Bowl last night, and it was going down, okay? And we seen Patrick Mahomes be magical, like always. But look, I guess we're going to now hear all the talk since we officially on the clock about Caleb Wood, Albert Breer, and Ian Rappaport. And all of these other guys talking about Caleb Williams is the next Patrick Mahomes. I don't think so. I don't think he's the next Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to tell you who he is. He is the next Kyler Murray. Look at this, man. He's a Lincoln Riley RPO system quarterback just like Kyler. He played at OU just like Kyler. He won the Heisman Trophy just like Kyler. He hold the ball too damn long, running around, scrambling, trying to find an open lane so he can throw the ball at the last minute just like Kyler. He displays self-centered, selfish, hyper-diva personality on the sideline just like Kyler and will probably more than likely, he ain't win shit in college just like Kyler. Now, he throw for a lot of goddamn yards. We know that. But that don't mean no motherfucking win, okay? We get this shit all confused. We like to say it's a new toy, but we don't understand, man. It takes more than that to win a championship, okay? And he ain't no Patrick Mahomes. Taylor Williams is Kyler Murray. 2.0, that's all he is. It's a taller version of Kyler Murray. And if Paul make the mistake of trading justice for this Caleb Williams, I guarantee it, the Bears is going to lose, and he's going to be a bust from day one. Look here, man. This your man, my reaper. I'm up out of here, man. I got places to go. I got people to see. And you know I'm about to do my thing. But before I go, you know what I'm going to say. It's Chicago up. Out, baby. Caleb Williams is not the next Patrick Mahomes or uh, the next Kyler Murray. God damn. Um, I mean, I, and I understand that, right? And you, you know, I understand what you're getting at with that, laying out all the stats and statistics. And that's the biggest thing that I say in all of this is that Caleb Williams is not a perfect prospect. And the people who don't actually watch a lot of college football, they kind of just go off what the national narrative is on him being generational or the next Mahomes or whatever it is. Those are the only people that I have gripes with. The people that look at Caleb Williams and say, I like the talent that this guy has, I can't knock you on that, right? If, especially if it's based off football reasons. But for those that are just repeating the narrative of, oh, he's generational, he's generational, he's generational, not that many, I'm sorry, not that many actual draft analysts are marking uh, Caleb Williams as generational. They're just not. It's a national media buzzword used to, to describe Caleb Williams. He is a talented quarterback, but again, I've always, like I said, I want to see Justin Fields get a chance 
with a new offensive coordinator, with a, a decent offensive coordinator that's going to have to game plan with them and better weapons. That's what I would love to see. But, I, but again, it's not up to me. It's not up to us. It's up to Caleb Williams, and it's up to Ryan Poles. And so at the end of the day, and what they evaluate and how they come up with it, because I do trust in Ryan Poles, I, 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 I'm going to ride with it. And, and let's hope that it's the right decision. If it leads in the Bears winning, that is the most important thing. And we'll end up seeing what happens with it. Uh, but I will say that, if, especially with the way Kevin Warren is talking things, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, 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 like I said, the biggest thing that I'm interested in is how people respond, whatever word the Bears make. Just as somebody who likes to kind of survey and analyze, I can't wait to see how people respond to it. But great voicemail from Marifa Asai. Let's go ahead and get into the next one. This one's from Fred. What up, fellas? It's be your boy Fred, man. What it do? Hey, man, I, I seen the interview with Kevin Warren. What he's saying, man. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not, like you said, hey, you know, some people taking it, you know, positive, negative. I, I just look at it like, you know, it's a good sign saying that, hey, you know, this organization, you know what I'm saying, they do believe in Justin Fields and they're going to build around him because since they known this young man been on the team that he haven't had anything to work with at all whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? So I say, you know, we keep him, get a gang of picks, and build around him. You know what I'm saying? Keep building to become a championship caliber team because I believe we can do it. I believe we got the right gym, the president, that can build this Bears team because the, all the gyms we had, them cocksuckers was ass. They didn't know what the fuck they was doing. They didn't know how to build no team. So, and Ryan Pose, you know, I believe that he's going to make the know he's going to do what he's going to do to build this to a championship team because, like you said, you know, he wanna take the north and never give it back. And and I'm with him on that. So let's let's go ahead, let's build around field and, and let's get him let's unlock him and let's see what he can do. Cause we know as fans, you know what I'm saying, we know what Fields can really can do. He just ain't had that opportunity to unlock it, you know what I'm saying, for us to see it. Because as as a fan and the Chicago Bears team, they never build around a quarterback. You know, we, we like hey Cognac boys, Kevin, Steve-O, y'all know that. You know what I'm saying? Us Bears fans, we know that. So these main media motherfuckers got this outlet talking about some, oh, they're going to take Caleb and, and all this. I want to tell, man, if I was in uh, main media, I would tell the motherfuckers myself, shut the fuck up and put a dick in your mouth because you don't know shit about our fucking team. Y'all just love to talk about our team with negatives. But let's see when we turn that negative into a positive. Let's see how much they're going to be talking about us. Let's see how much they're going to praise Justin Fields because they seem to forget. All the top, the supposedly top five quarterbacks, them motherfuckers threw more interceptions than Justin Fields. They'll never talk about, man, Justin Fields did another show and prove he threw nine interceptions. He was leading the league in touchdown passes before he got hurt over them top quarterbacks. So all this bullshit that these bitch-made-ass media keep coming with, man, keep hating on our team because I'm going to need them to keep that same energy and them receipts. Because when the Bears start whooping the ass come the 2024 season, I don't even want to hear them trying to get on the bandwagon and shit. Because they ain't nothing but some sorry-ass, bitch-made-ass motherfuckers, though, man. But I just to call in check in with y'all guys, man. I love y'all show, man. I love calling in and, and chopping it up with y'all, man. Until then, Chicago up, bear down or nothing. The Kevin Warren interview, building around fields. The thing that I'm, that I'm going to pull out of what you say, you said a lot of facts there, and I understand it. And, and Fred, for the love of God, stop cursing. I know I cursed. Stop cursing so much, bro. You, it's like seasoning on top of what you say. Well, you already got great points. With, with that said, though, uh, what the part that you said that I'm going to stick on is this. Having the right president and GM. 
And in having the right, because I truly do believe we have the right president and GM in place as well. And in that, I'm going. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. I'm going to lend them trust in the decision that they make. That's what it comes down to. I'm going to lend them trust in the decision that they make, and that's it. You're right. The Bears have never truly built around a quarterback. In this next phase, especially when you go into the more modern NFL, you have to you you have to do that to some degree with your offense, unless you just have amazing stars at every other position, right? You want to build around that quarterback, and so we'll see what the Bears do if the decisions that they made. I'll say this: Kevin Warren's words do lend a lot to say that he seems like he's leaning towards building around Justin Fields, and so we'll see. But he also did say in that, like I said, I I, I like to talk about all sides of things. He also did say in that. Hey, it's up to what Ryan Poles is evaluating that. I know he's going over what to do with that number one overall pick. It's a difficult decision. We have to make it. So he said some things as well. He wasn't as, again, he's been here with Justin. He's seen Justin. He's seen Justin since he was the commissioner of the Big Ten. So, of course, he's going to be passionate about the things he says about Justin Fields because guess what? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot to like about Justin Fields despite what some people and naysayers will say about you. There's still a lot of things that he needs to work on. But, yeah, there's a lot to like about Justin Fields. So, We'll see what that next phase for the Chicago Bears look like. But great voicemail, Fred. Let's get into this next one. This one's from Darius. What's going on, Hayes? Uh, Darius from Dallas here, man. <clears throat> I just, I just, uh, I came to a totally different realization about this whole Justin thing, man. Because uh, this is going to be the first season of his career where he actually has the support uh, that he was supposed to have from day one. Uh, meaning a good defense to support him. Um, the offensive line, I'm sure, is going to get better with a couple draft picks or some free agency signings. He's got weapons. He's got an offensive coordinator that knows what the fuck he's doing. Um, so with that being the case, with this being technically, I look at this as like this is the first year that he's been given the support, and this would be the year that we would actually judge Justin Fields, all right, uh, based on like this year uh, coming in this season, if he doesn't get it done, I feel like then we can start having a conversation about it. He's the guy. But if you're putting it all out on the table, man, and you're looking at it like that, and you're not judging him for his previous seasons, now you're just looking at the overall body of work, okay, and looking at the overall talent. And if the if the draft started today and Justin Fields was on the board, he would absolutely be the number one pick. He would absolutely be the number one pick over Caleb, because uh, Caleb, from what it looked like, uh, as, soon as, as soon as he get a little pressure on him, he folds. And you can say what you want about his arm talent. The kid does not perform against great pressure uh, in the uh, in, in the regular season. He didn't even make the college football playoffs. I don't understand why people are just overlooking the fact that he didn't play good. They say, on one hand, well, Justin is trash. We need to let him go. Uh, you know, and we, we say, our, uh, us being Justin's uh, uh, supporters, we say, well, man, he didn't have help. And then on the other hand, with Caleb, they talk about how great he is. We say, oh, man, he didn't do nothing against the good team. And they say, oh, well, he didn't have the help. So it, I, I look at it like this. If you're judging it based on talent. Justin Fields is in the draft right now. He's the number one quarterback off the board. So we already have the best quarterback in the draft, man. So we just need to keep on building off of that. And, you know, you're going to have the idiots who aren't really Bears fans saying what they want. Uh, but I'm kind of I'm kind of on the side of, man, if you look at it from that perspective, you'll see clearly that, that Justin is a better prospect 
than Caleb. And in that case, why the hell are we trading him? It just doesn't make any fucking sense. But uh, I think Ryan Poles is going to do the right thing, and I'm looking forward to it, man. So uh, check us up. There it am. First year of Justin Fields having the supports that he needs. The reason why that's so important is, like I've said before, every quarterback has their own perfect environment in which they can develop the most in. Yes, you see quarterbacks like Stroud. You see quarterbacks that are able to do much more with much less. And and, and I, I can't knock that, right? There's nothing that I can say there are quarterbacks to do that, but every quarterback isn't the same. All development isn't, isn't unilateral, right? It's, it's different environments you need. And I do think that Luke Getze was an active uh, thing that hurt the development of, of the offense overall. And like I've said times before, getting the right offensive coordinator isn't just about the Justin Fields, Caleb Williams, uh, conversation. It's about putting the offense and getting an offense in there that's going to help develop everyone that you bring along to this team. The Roshan, getting the most out of Cole Komet, putting them in better situations than scenarios, taking advantage of DJ Moore, putting him in even better scenarios than what his natural ability does. That's what you want with the new offensive coordinator. And yes, I do think that we have an offensive staff now that regardless of what we do with the quarterback situation is a much better offensive staff to develop a quarterback and to create that perfect scenario and environment to where they're going to get the most out of that scenario for sure. Now, the part that you left left this on that I think is going to, of course, trigger a lot of people. Justin Fields being the number one prospect if he was in this year's draft. And looking at his college numbers, there's definitely reason to, to agree with you on that one. Absolutely. So, you know, the things when it, when it comes down to people overlook the negatives of Caleb Williams. Absolutely. People overstate the shortcomings of Justin Fields. But the flip side, there are Justin Fields fans that absolutely overlook the negatives of Justin Fields. There are Justin Fields fans as well that overlook the positives of Caleb Williams. It's Listen, the truth is always somewhere in the middle. And like I've said, I've kind of removed my own personal opinions on this but got, because it's out there. You guys know it. I've been saying it for the whole damn season. My personal opinion is improve the offensive line, get more weapons, improve the offensive coordinator. Let's see what we got in Justin. That's my personal opinion. But it's up to what this front office decides and looks at it and how they evaluate it. And, hey, get the decision right. That's all it comes down to. Great, great voicemail there from Darius. Let's get into this next one. This one's from Ant. Yo, what up, hey? This is Anthony from Louisiana. Hey, look, man. I'm, ever since the Super Bowl, I'm, I'm, I'm already tired of hearing this BS about the Bears. Oh, it's set. It's a lot. They're going to get Caleb Williams because of what Patrick Mahomes did in the Super Bowl. Stop. Just stop. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Just because somebody can do some other things that Patrick Mahomes can do does not, and I repeat, please listen, does not mean a rookie will come in and do exactly what Patrick Mahomes can do. It's just not likely. C.J. Stroud was phenomenal last season, but he cannot do and did not do what Patrick Mahomes can and did. It's just simple. And if you really want to go to the facts about the whole thing, Caleb Williams is the next Patrick Mahomes, and he Patrick Mahomes this with Caleb Williams and blah, blah, blah. Patrick Mahomes sat for a year. He was developed for one full year. So this way he can see and get into the swing of how quick the NFL is. He got one start during that rookie season just so he can sit back and learn and watch and understand. Now, if we talking about bringing Caleb Williams in and doing that, I'm all for that. Let him sit for a year and learn the whole scheme of things. Hell, if you want to, 
Don't pick up Justin Fields' fifth-year option. Keep Justin for his fourth year. Let Caleb sit for a whole year, understand the whole scheme of the offense and everything like that, and then put him in the next year and see how he does. I guarantee you he'll be much better doing that than he would if you just throw him straight into the game when he signs or when he's drafted number one. Let's be honest about that. That's a true and honest fact. Hell, honestly, I wish the Bears would have picked up Trubisky 50-year option so Justin could have sat for a year on the Nagy system. And if they would have got rid of Nagy, had Justin with a brand-new start, brand-new offense, brand-new everything, that would have set him up for success now, and we wouldn't be having this discussion. I'm just tired of people trying to put this kid uh, Patrick, on Patrick Mahomes' level. Hell, they didn't even put Patrick Mahomes on uh, Tom Brady level. We still can't put Patrick Mahomes on Tom Brady level when it comes to who's the go there quarterback with number of Super Bowls and stuff like that. Let's be honest about that. He's getting up. He's just not there yet, man. Let the kids sit. Let them develop. And then put them out there. If not, then send them to a team that's going to have that, that structure for him, man. I just need to get that off my chest, man. What's your thoughts? As always, shot down up. Better. Have a good one. The thing that you, because we already talked about the Mahomes-Williams comp, so I'm going to kind of skip that. I, I heard that part of your voicemail. Somebody left there in that voicemail. So I want to point in the part that nobody else sit in. You, you you saying that sitting. And the thing is, sitting a year or whatever does work for some quarterbacks. Some quarterbacks can't hit the ground running. It is rare, though, right? That, and even in, like, the Patrick Mahomes comparison right, that you said, it's rare that people turn into that. You can't bet on somebody hitting the heights of Patrick Mahomes. Comping anybody to Patrick Mahomes is nothing but buzzwords because you just can't cop to a player that looks like to truly be generational. You can't do that. And again, he wasn't projected as being generational coming in. His work ethic, his skill level, being into an environment that he got into as well all helped those things develop absolutely. Patrick Mahomes has turned into a GOAT, right, and is, and is getting into that conversation. But sitting a year, sometimes it does work for people. Having that year to adapt to the game, learning the system, learning the playbook, absolutely does work. And we'll see. Could Justin Fields have been better had he set a year? I mean, partially he did, right? He didn't come into there expecting to be the starter. But, yeah, there could have been that. But then we had so much change up and down the roster that it really wouldn't have mattered then in the long run either. But definitely agree with what you said there. At the end of the day, we're going to see who develops and where they develop, and we'll talk about it. Let's go ahead and get into this next voicemail. Hey, what it do? What it do? This your boy, Dougie Deuce, man, a.k.a. Too Much, man. Look, past few weeks, y'all been flip-flopping on me. Y'all been flip-flopping on me. Y'all doing the same thing that the media is doing. You was you saying you're down with Justin, but then you, you're agreeing that Taylor can come here and do something. You're not supposed to do that. He's a, he's a rookie. He has the lowest PFF grade of every quarterback coming out in the draft. You literally watch Justin Fields get better from year one to today. There is nothing, nothing that says that man is not the starter. Kevin Warren just came out today. Don't you dare get on y'all's show and flip the script and act like Justin is going to come here for sure now because it was that the whole time. Bruce told you, Coles told you, and your eyes told you. The fact that y'all keep on doing this 20% thing, I don't know if y'all doing it for clicks. I don't know what are you doing, but stop the nonsense because you are a part of the problem that's going to keep this bullshit going. There is no QB battle. There is no QB uh, conversation. There's no QB nothing, bro. It's an offensive line problem and an offensive coordinator problem. Coordinator, 
picks. Pashanu, somebody is coming here. But with that number two pick that we traded down, it's definitely going to be MHZ. Another thing I want to say, I want to get off y'all. I love y'all. Check this out. The Commanders, I went on a channel that was supporting the Commanders today. They don't even feel like they should give a haul for Caleb, bro. All, every, everybody is like, see how the media is turning against Caleb now? Just make sure don't nobody do it. Everybody keep that same energy, keep that same questionable, I don't know what's going to happen. Bro, you know what's going to happen. The Bears moved at the last game of the season. They was keeping fucking Justin Fields, bro. That nigga Kevin Warren just said that man is too fast, too intelligent, too too. He's, he has everything, and he's going to keep going up. He's not going to say that to trade somebody. Stop the bullshit. Stop the bullshit. Let's talk about what offensive line prospects he's going to take. Let's talk about that, bro, because this shit is getting out of hand. No more justice shit. The man is here, man. Wild Hunters in the building. Shot down up, bear down. Let's get it, man. Dougie, I'm about to cook you, bro. Just real talk. First of all, comprehension is everything. But and this is where I go to, even though I am a Justin Fields guy, that I I can't I well, I can understand where some people say but that people that like you gotta open up your ears and hear. Never has anyone on this panel flipped on Justin Fields. Saying that is fucking asinine and you're a goddamn idiot if that's truly what you took out of it, with us saying the realities of it is that the Bears could move on. From Justin Fields. They could. We see the positives in Justin Fields. We've talked about it. Hell, we spent a whole season talking about it. And if you think in saying, hey, the Bears could, because that's all we said. What you're trying to say is that, oh, well, we said that that Caleb could come in here and do some things. Go back and pull the fucking tape and find me where we said that at. One thing that I will not stand for on this platform is anybody coming for the integrity of the host on this show. That's just not going to happen. I play the voicemail because I play all of them. I don't have to agree with you to play your voicemail, but you trying to come left because you get in your fucking feelings and you think anything saying anything positive means that you you hate Justin or what? Listen, you sit the fuck at home and you worry about what the fuck you do. What we do here at Chicago Bears Central is what we do here, period. Nobody said anything about flip-flopping. If you notice, every single time I say anything about Caleb Williams, I preface it by saying, I am a Justin guy. I would love to see Justin get an opportunity to stay and develop on this team, but it comes down to what Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren evaluate. And then, yeah, I'm sorry, but you can talk about the positives of a player without saying that, or without that meaning that you're knocking the next player. That is exactly what we try to preach and poach here. Understanding and agreeing are different things. I don't agree with the people who say, oh, Justin Fields absolutely needs to go. It's clear cut. We're just, I don't agree with that, but I can understand what that's rooted in. Just like I can understand where the thing is rooted in, where, where it's rooted in, in, in people wanting to see Justin get an, another opportunity. It comes down to the front office and their evaluation. Don't think just because I agree with you on the Justin Fields narrative and I do want to see Justin Fields stay here, that that gives you a green light to come here. Ain't nobody keeping up nothing with the fucking media. We have to talk about this is the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. Do you know how biased that would be if we only just talk about just the things that we agree with here? I'm sorry. Learn how conversation and communication uh, work before you try to come for anybody on this fucking panel. Check yourself. That's my time for today, guys. Make sure you guys are following the show at Shy Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearcentralgmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bears. No, sorry, Shy Town up, but Bear Down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. 
This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.